This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yeah! It is another edition of the High Hopes <laughs> Podcast of Five in a row, half game out of first place. Jack Fritz, I said I wasn't going to say it. I said I wasn't going to do it. Who let the Phils get hot, Jack Fritz? I don't know, but this is one of the happiest days of my life. I don't care <laughs> how lame that sounds that they were beating up on AAA teams. I just, I don't care. I'm so happy. Is this what, is this what 07 felt like? <laughs> Dude, I can't wait for Citizens Bank Park this weekend. I can't wait to see it sold out. I can't wait for rally towels. I can't wait for it all. Give me the division. <laughs> Give me the division, baby. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Yeah. You know, I, the thing about this team, it's they're, they're, talk- that they're lovable. And yeah, I mean- for the first time all season, right? I mean, how much have we talked all season long about how annoying and unlikable this team is for like a thousand different reasons. And all of a sudden, like a few guys in a, a few moments and, and now it's like this team is never out of it, Jack. Like I, this is the first Phillies team, and as long as I can remember, where I'm, I'm less worried about a bullpen collapse than I am believing the Phillies will just get runs back. Like this team always comes back; they're never out of it. They freaking fight, man. The the fighting Phils has not meant something in a while. It means something with this team. It really does, and it's not even like the random guys. I mean, sure, obviously Torres has like been a ten win player this year at least. Like, <laughs> like his his WAR has to be ten. There's there's no doubt in my mind that his he's WAR... got a nine hundred OPS with runners in scoring position. But it's like it's the stars. Like for as much as we have kind of you know ripped JT for not coming through clutch, he has had clutch hit after clutch <laughs> yeah, hit. Like Bryce, a ton of them. Bryce, I feel like them. never gets big hits. He's been getting all big hits, and then there's Reese. Like, Reese is so – and this is what he was when he came up was big hit after big hit after big hit. And again today, like, for as much as Jankowski and Torres are awesome, but they're winning games with the stars right now. Like, the stars are the guys that are coming through in big moments. They're saving this team. And it's just – yeah, they it, it, they say it a lot. And, I, and for a long time, I mocked them. You know, a long time I was like, ah, come on. Like, I've watched this team enough to know that you guys don't really fight, but they really do believe that when they're down, that they feel like they can come back and win a ballgame. And that's that's what's so important. And that's what's so important when you're talking about winning and, and coming back and fighting and creating a new culture is moments like this. When you, when you get down, but you feel like you can keep coming back. And being able to win these kind of games and win games that they've won this series, I don't care about the bullpens because, honestly – if you believe that you can do it against anyone, you can. It has to start against someone, right? And and being able to take care of business again against a Nationals bullpen that is like AAA level, but having that belief and and forming that belief against untalented pitchers, I'll take it. I'll take it. But there's just so much signs right now of just them turning the corner, and I just it's oh, 
God, I'm so happy. I'm just so happy. <laughs> well, honestly, like it's not just this series, right? I mean, we had the three walk-offs in a row. We had the Brad Miller Grand Slam. Like this team is a team that that certainly, at least for like the last half of the season, has battled in in a lot of situations. And and those wins before, even though they haven't led, there's a great point by you, Jack. Because even though they haven't led to the, we we thought we we're gonna be like they're going on a run, ten in a row, this and that. I do think what those wins and and the continued fight and never being out of a game has taught them that they can win those type of games. It's a great point, man. That's what great teams have. And the Phillies are not a great team. Don't get me wrong. But but great teams never feel like they're out of a game. They always feel like in any situation they can come back and win and 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 they fight. And this Phillies team has that right now for sure. Like you just felt it for the first time in so long. I'm watching these games. And I feel like they're going to win it. Like, 5-3, two outs, JT at the plate. I'm like, he's going to get a hit here. Like, I actually believed it, Jack. It wasn't hope. It wasn't, like, some, you know, uh, uh, prayer. It was, I was like, he's going to get a hit. I believed it to my core. Dare I say, were you saying they're going to find a way to win this game? I was, man. I know. I was. And I will tell you, and I texted you this, and I was feeling it in that moment the most where I was like, the difference in the yo from one end to the other is just so massive. Like if they lose that game, like they're still, you know, we're not upset. No. They won three or four, whatever. But like that was just a big win. It was a big win, man. Well, and credit where credit's due. The Phillies that I've <laughs> that I've watched since 2011 lose that game. Um, they 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 win three or four. There's a little bit momentum. People are feeling good. The Mets lose to a Marlins team that is just dog crap. I mean, so they are batting Lewis Brinson in the four all in the year 2021. Lewis Brinson. That's how bad the Marlins are. And the Mets lost three or four. It's a joke. It's a joke. And they came through. Nola tried his best to ruin it, but oh, but man, that guy. but the team battled back, man. They battled well, back. They're well, five about, two. How about to your point there? How how nice is it to see another team lose meaningful games to the Marlins? What what a thrill that was to be rooting for the Marlins in a meaningful game. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never experienced heartbreak at the hands of the Marlins. So I I don't really feel you on that one. But um, I, it is nice seeing bad things happen to the Mets, that's for sure. Javi Baez, like two games into his tenures trying trying to fight the Marlins. Uh, everything's fine. Over five with like five strikeouts. Yep. Today, Sounds about right. Yeah. Jose Alfaro, uh, or Jorge Alfaro, sorry. Um, he's a guy that I never doubted as a Philly. Uh, was always a true Philly. Came up big today. Um, honestly, like, I'm, I, like I don't, I'm, you've been saying this a little bit longer than I have, but officially more worried about the Braves than I am the Mets. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how could you not be? Like, the Mets are a, a, a mess. And the Braves, if nothing else, like this group, and they are beat up and stuff, but it's a group that has won big September games before. I mean, there's a team that, that multiple years in a row has gone to the playoffs, and they have leaders and guys who know what it takes to get there. The Mets are a, a disaster. Like, it wouldn't be shocking if the Mets ended up, like, five out by the dude, end of the season. Dude, if we're doing this podcast Sunday night slash Monday night, and the Phil's just, like, took two or three. Oh. Or they they could be in first place by the end of tomorrow night. Like the t- the end of tomorrow night, the Phillies can be in first place. I know. Like what a long road to get back. I know. There. It feels like it's been forever. It's it's beautiful, man. It, uh, honestly, James. Honestly, I mean, this is what the Mets series in 07 was like. I mean, this is it's this it's the same ish scenario. Obviously, not you know perfect, but 
Mets coming into town in first place. Phils have a chance here. They're riding high. They're feeling good about themselves. The Mets have been a freaking dumpster fire. Now, you hope that they weren't doing a whole look-ahead series, but I guess you could have been in, in that sense. But, like, dude, <laughs> the Mets are coming to Citizens Bank Park on alumni weekend with the Phils winning five straight and the Mets collapsing. Like, it's going to be the most electric that ballpark has felt like, I want to say, since Bryce's first game. But it's Bryce's first game. That's, uh, what's, it. that's what it's going to be like this weekend. Like, I can't wait. Like, I, I haven't been dying to get down to the ballpark this weekend or this year. I'm trying to find ways to get to the ballpark this weekend. Like, can I sneak it in here? Can I sneak it in there? Am I upset that Jill's sister and, and, and husband, my, you know, my family's coming in for the first time uh, for their one trip a year this weekend? Yeah, I am. I'm not happy about <laughs> it at all. Like, you couldn't have picked, like, any other time. You know when I felt down in the dumps about the Phils? Not when the Phils are hot. Like, the Phils are literally the hottest they've been in forever. And and I might not be able to get that out of the ballpark. And I can't go to Doc Day. Well, I mean, I might go to Doc Day. I'm going to try to go to Doc Day. But whatever. Like, it's just it's not great timing. Either way, it's going to be a great weekend. I can't wait for it. <laughs> you'll, at least you'll be able to watch. You'll, if nothing else, you'll be able to watch. Plus, Jack, we got Gibby on the hill. Gibby. Gibby on the hill for first place. And, and here's the thing. If you're Kyle Gibson, like all these guys that have come here the last few years that have just seen this, you know, uh, weak sauce version of Citizens Bank Park compared yeah. to what it could be. And Ugh. Gibby comes in and he's like, oh, is it always like this? This is great. <laughs> Meanwhile, his teams are glaring at him. Um, yeah, because oh, Reese, Reese said after the game, he's like, Reese was talking about how, how excited he is for I saw that for the bank. He's like, so. I, I don't get this very often. Yeah, I know, I know. And I, 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 I for as frustrating as they've been, James, I, I just, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, it was all worth it. Like it was, I know we're talking about being a half game out of the division. There. <laughs> I know we're and acting then, like we j- literally like the season's over. We're going to playoffs. That's what this podcast is like. And they're, and they're like, like that. Yo might have been as loud as the we got Bryce Harper. Yo, like it's just whatever. I know, and I, I we've feel, been beaten down, dude. Buddy. That's what Honestly, I'm saying. If you think about, like, again, like we always joke about, but the best moment in the history of this podcast is signing Bryce Harper. Like we don't even have a baseball game moment. That is that great. Well, what about the, what about the Bryce walk-off? Yeah. The Bryce walk-off was the only one that popped in my head when I said that. But even then, like, you know, this, as you said many times, like, because this team is more talented and, and they've added now and all that, and the division is so winnable and they're not just, like, fighting for a wild card or whatever, it does seem more real this year. Even though it's funny because, you know, like, they were in first place in August under Gabe in 2018. Yeah, they were I know. certainly in it in 2019. They were certainly in it last year. But for some reason, even though from a wins losses perspective, you know, they really haven't given us that much of a reason outside of, you know, the first week of the season to truly believe. I do believe in this group more than I have the last few years. Well, and because they, um, like, it's not that they feel real, but they feel. They feel like they are figuring out how to win. And, you know, any team can come out of spring training and they can open a season and then go on like a, a five and two start to the season. And that's easy. But when you have had the, the cards counted against you and the deck has been down and the city's just kind of, you know, not been a fan of you this entire yeah. season. And like, it's so easy for a team to fold. But what they've done is they've like almost taken it all and they have they've punched back. Like the Phillies have specialized in punches to the gut for three years. 
for however long this podcast has been going on for, like the Phillies have figured out ways to like ruin our days. Oh yeah. But going through all that and figuring out how to win and 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 all these guys that have come in from the outside and have been tasked with creating a new culture and building a new culture, like we're starting to see it. And it was always going to take a while. Like if this, if we're doing this podcast twenty years from now, and we're still we're looking at the next core of players, we have to remember this moment, and we have to say to ourselves, it takes time to rebuild a culture. And what I think we're seeing right now is a culture that is being rebuilt, and you're starting to see the fruits of their labor in a sense. Like you're starting to see these guys that know each other and have figured out how to win. Like Gene Segura has been unbelievable. Um, and he's like, he's doing all the little things that people have ripped him in the past for. He's not doing that. Like he's, he's talked openly about wanting to make it to the playoffs. Reese Hoskins has been just crushed by this fan base and he's risen above it and he's gotten big hit. And he's been their most productive offensive player. Is he their best offensive player? No, but he's like the doubles, the homers, the big hits like Bryce Harper, we talked about it last podcast. We didn't feel like he was having this unbelievable season, um, even though his numbers are 300, 400, 500. Now it's like he's, he's, he should be in the NL MVP race. Like That's how unbelievable his series was against the Nationals. I think is it, he's betting in like 395 in his last 25 games. Like, what is going on? Um, but, like, these guys are developing a culture. They're figuring out a culture. They're figuring out a win together. Um, like the, even the bullpen, like, it hasn't been a, it hasn't been a disaster. They got four innings for Matt Moore. Yeah. Last night, if you, I mean, oh, I, yeah. I can't believe we haven't even brought up the guy that saved the season, Matt Moore. But yeah, it's just, Matt uh, Moore just saved the season. Such a, it's just such. A, oh, I, 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 I just, I'm so happy. Some of the, some of the things that are said on this podcast are pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Matt Moore saved the season reminds me of. Do you ever dream about Matt Moore at night? We've had some, some ridiculous Matt Moore things alone said on this podcast. I, I honestly, James. I don't care. This is this is this is this is. Uh, this, I haven't been this giddy about a Phillies team in obviously like at multiple times, whatever, at the beginning of the season. But like, I just I'm telling you, it feels different. I'm just telling you, it feels different. And maybe because we're coming off of a dramatic comeback right into do a podcast. Obviously, that's clearly aiding in this. <laughs> but but I'm just like I just I can't help myself. I can't help myself. They're the best team in baseball. I yeah, Bryce. Bryce right now might be the best player in baseball the way he's playing like for this specific moment. He's got a real shot at the MVP. I mean, numbers wise, like he doesn't have it, it depends on like, you know, we've seen the voters kind of shift towards a more sabermetric approach, you know, you know, with like Cy Young's it used to be about wins. It's clearly not anymore. You know, an opener has won it two years in a row. I mean, yeah, right. you know, how much could it be about wins if an opener is going to win it? Exactly. Um, yeah. So, but they, we've seen a shift, and if if they're willing to look past the lack of home runs and lack of RBI, and by the way, he could easily go on a run where the homers don't look that low. I mean, he could get to thirty. It would be he needs to go on a run here, but he could. But the RBI well, not, would be he, low. Even but like, when he was at sixteen, he was still. I checked the other day when he was at sixteen, he was still on pace for thirty-one. So he yeah, should so he, he should get, get there. To thirty. He get to thirty, but like the re- everything else is. Elite. I mean, he is the third highest OPS in the National League, and it's Acuna and Tatis out of him, and and Acuna's done, and it looks like Tatis might be done. Well, I don't say that. Like, I, got, I got a fantasy championship to win. Just relax. <laughs> no, relax like, back there. Bryce is Bryce, and and I mean, batting over three hundred, well over three hundred at this point. I mean, three oh eight, I would guess, or something. After day went in today, three oh six. Like, man, like if he hadn't got first of all, as we said many times, but but 
really feels real right now. If he had not got it in the face, I think we would be talking about him as the clear MVP front runner right now. And I honestly think if this season continues on the trajectory it's on and the Phillies win the NL East, I think Bryce Harper is going to win the MVP. Yeah, well, I mean, especially obviously if he keeps this up, but like he is yeah, I'm so saying if if this continues, he obviously. is he is so locked in right now. It's not even funny. Like he's just driving everything up the middle. The homer off Joe Ross today was right up the middle. Oh. Uh, even the hit in the first inning, and it wasn't hit, but he got caught in center field. But the ball is still smoked. It was right. It was it was again right up the middle. Um, and 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 honestly. You know, he's been he's been chanted so much about being overrated that he's now been underrated. I think in a sense, like if 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 Jack, if whoever else is having this kind of season, we'd be like, oh, he should be in the MVP run. But it's Bryce, yeah. so so people are like, ah, well, he's overrated and whatnot. And it's just it's just not true. Um, so well, and also also what he's doing is and and it's what the team's been doing really the last you know month when they've been like really hot offensively. I mean, basically the best team in baseball in July so far, um, offensively. Um, Bryce is like taking it where it needs to go. You know, he's not trying to force the power. He's not trying to, to, um, you know, put the ball, like pull the ball or whatever. Like he's just, I mean, how many opposite field little poke hits, how many opposite field little, you know, flares has he had? It's, it's whatever needs to happen. And you're seeing it with this team. We've seen this team and we've talked about it as it's been happening, but it really, it feels like, I mean, again, we, we talked about it, but they put up a 15 spot without a home run. Yeah. We saw it again, this game, like just a bunch of hits. They come back with doubles and singles and like, like, that's exciting, man. Like, that's the type of baseball you and I, I remember us like, and it's funny because of Dombrowski, obviously, and I don't think it's that direct a correlation, but but I remember us like fawning over that 2018 Red Sox team on yep. the pod just about how they played baseball. And this Phillies team, like, right now is doing a lot of that. Yeah, stuff. and it's unfortunate because they got away from it. Like that was so that was so frustrating. Like the first two games of the Pirates series, and really the week before that, <laughs> before the trade deadline, when they were like crapping down their leg heading into the trade deadline, um, was that they weren't doing that. Of course, that. they get hot like a week and a half after the deadline, like Dude, a week after that. Of course, but like th- what they were like, <sighs> the Red Sox series before the po- before uh, the All Star break, they were doing this stuff. Like this is how they were playing. This is why I was so gung ho. This is why I was so in on them because that's the style of baseball they were playing. They were playing baseball. Um, and then they got away for it from it for for two weeks or whatever, and they were playing frustrating, frustrating baseball. But you know, it started against Sunday against the Pirates, and I guess I think JT came out and said that they had like a players only meeting before the game, and and they were saying, hey, we're we're pressing, and we gotta just relax, take a deep breath, we're good, and let our natural talent take over. And since that point, um, they they look like a much more comfortable offense. Like they should not have lost two or three to that Pirates team. Like they're terrible, and and. Shout out to them. They they usually crumble against terrible teams, but they they rose above it. Uh, real quick on Bryce, like the the thing that I love the most, obviously the hitting right now is great, um, and all of that. But for me, the hustle he's shown on the bases is the most connected I've felt to Bryce as a as a as a Philly. Like I don't know what it is. Obviously, like we you and I both have like the Philly DNA in us. And there's still that like there's still that like you like the try hard guy and oh, uh, I love it and, I can't and, get enough and Bryce flying around the bases the last two nights you know obviously uh, uh, last night flew around the bases from first was able to score I was like that's Bryce and then tonight did the same thing like same thing and he was it was great and and like that's the kind of stuff like enough with the fanatic socks enough with that stuff like if you want to. Like that's the stuff that that really wins me over, and I think wins you over, and a lot of this fan base. And 
That's the that's the kind of special qualities I think he can have. And what we're seeing right now is we're seeing the guy that we paid that contract to, and he's he's living up to it. He's he's getting big hits. He's getting clutch hits. He's he's just he's doing what they need to do. He's doing what stars do. And God, it's just it's so nice to see this all coming together at the right time. Ah, uh, ah, uh, it's dude, especially like just seeing, like you said, seeing the Bryce we we were promised. You know, we we. And Bryce has done a lot of great things, and I, I think he's brought a lot of value to this team. And look, once the contract signed, in all honesty, like really, who cares about the money? It's more about how they play and what they do and all that. But, but this is the the superstar, the the you know generational talent that was thrown around, all that stuff. Like that's that's this guy. That's the guy we're watching now. And it was the guy he started the season as he gets hit in the face, has a lull, and now he's back to being that guy again. And I'm so with you, man. And and when you combine that 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 talent, that that savant-like ability to hit a baseball with the hustle and the base running and the baseball smarts and all that stuff, I mean, it really is a total package for this city. I mean, you're right. Like, I have no problem. I think, look, I think it's smart what he does with the pandering and all that. Good for you, Bryce. You get it. People love it. Like, go with it. Whatever. But you're right, Jack. In terms of, like, really indelibly... Um, you know, defining yourself as a Philly guy to Philadelphia as someone we look at as like, that's our dude. It's the other stuff that he does that that's the stuff to lean into. It's the, the running your ass off every play. It's the just like smart baseball hustle, all that stuff being invested. That's the stuff that, that again, you know, the Utley stuff is, you know, that's, that's what we love. We're suckers for it. It's what we're built on. And you can see, and honestly, for the first time, um, you know, I don't know how long, but the first time I really felt it was I could feel the Nationals were like afraid of having to face Bryce. You know, I never really got the sense other teams were totally terrified of seeing Bryce in a big moment, but I could just sense from uh, Finnegan it was like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to face Bryce. So that was good to see. Um, all around, yeah, and I think that's part of the reason he went after JT so hard there, and JT, you know, got and obviously it was three two, but like. Like in a lot of cases, three two there, he's not going to give him that pitch to hit, but he didn't want to take his chances at the price. The base is loaded. Yeah, yeah. But being able to stack those kind of wins together and the like, it's it's so tough because it it's it's tough to separate the Nationals being definitely terrible. I mean, this is this is back to the Nationals I grew <laughs> yeah. up with. I mean, they traded away their the yeah. best players. I mean, it's yeah. pretty clear. And then, like they, they had to come back twice against <laughs> a bad Nationals team and. Yeah, I I get it, but I just think if you if you separate the, if you separate the competition and you're able to just look at the types of wins that they were able to get, I just think that's more important than the opponent. You know, like being able to come back today after ace or well, used to be ace. Um, you know, yeah, blows not, it. Yeah, not, that's another podcast title. I wish we could have back. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, but you know, being be after he blew it, you know, be able to come back and and still win that game, like it doesn't matter the opponent, like that can that can resonate through a clubhouse, and that and those things, those are those are wins that you can remember when when you're down late in the season that you can kind of remember that and say, hey, we've done it before, we can do it again. Because I mean, I don't always want to bring it back to 08, but they led they led all of baseball and comeback wins that year, so. Like figuring out how to win tight games 
is is just it's just massive when you're talking about team growth and team building and and all that stuff and and again just to get that win today and and then sweep the nationals in washington which I, first time since 17 they they won a four game four a game four game series on the road they, have they won five straight in the entire history of this podcast <laughs> you mean six they haven't five they have we're we're tied for our record I don't know if they've won six in the history of this podcast. Honestly, like I don't know if they've won six in a row in the history of this podcast. Yeah, I, I think I don't think they have. I really don't. It's unbelievable. In the history of this podcast, there's and there's no shot we were ever excited about if they did. Like no. it was probably the end oh, of the season yeah. when they were getting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why it might have been like when Reese was hitting a bunch of home runs and that that guy, when they were out of it already or something like that. That that could have happened maybe, but. Yeah, even then, I, I I honestly don't remember. If I had to guess, I would guess they've never won six in a row. And and Jack, that's it's so important. And also, like just to your opponent's point, honestly, opponents don't matter in baseball the same way they do in other sports. It's not like football where you have sixteen games and you look at the opponent, you're like, oh, oh we got a tough schedule. Like baseball, we know it all the time. We watch the Phillies lose to the Marlins in big games every year. Every like, year, we we just watch the Mets, who are the first place team, lose three or four to the Marlins. Like like baseball's weird. Baseball's a grind. It's a day to day thing. And honestly, like it doesn't matter who you're playing. Like the Pirates won the series against. Against the Mets and then a series against the Phillies. What what does that mean? Nothing. It just means they won a couple series. Like you got a good pitching performance one day or 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 whatever. Like that's just baseball. It only matters when you get to the playoffs how you really match up. Like again, we saw the Phillies not be able to win against a Nationals team that was done, was out of it last year to win one extra game to go to the playoffs. So opponent doesn't matter in that same way in baseball. It's really about the night to night grind and to Jack's point, being able to to fight on a night-to-night basis and and to believe that you can win when you fight that that really is is what can really form a a, a group a team. So you know? who so who are we giving credit to for the fight? Because I'm kind of feeling Girardi. Oh, we- so my honestly, I I know it's you know whatever, but my first thought was like the Tereus like guys, like the the people who just kind of you know. Like we talked about before, bring the energy. And and I don't know if you're watching the. Uh, it was the other night when they were showing that game where the they throw the balls. You know, it's not like Pepper because there are no bats, but it's where like, each guy has two balls and you're basically like juggling with each other until people drop the ball. Uh, and like Torres won, and he's like jumping and throwing his legs around Luke Williams, and you could just like kind of feel the energy. And they were all having fun together. Like I do think there is something to what you were talking about with what Freddie brings and what Torres has brought to this team, especially with the way he's played where there's like a, like an energy and a life and a, and a, and a fun, you know, feel to this that, that didn't feel like it was there before. So I think that's certainly part of it, but look, credit when due, right. We've ripped the, the, the crap out of Girardi and I will get to something where I'm going to rip Girardi later, but yeah, I think Girardi has to get some credit for it. Right. I think so, um, and I think the bullpen decisions. Uh, well, I mean, uh, so, what do you think I was going to rip him for? Well, besides like what Enyel? I mean, <laughs> mystifying. Oh, I mean, how about bringing Ian Kennedy yeah. into a nine-five game to get one out? Yeah. Like, I, after, I mean, the you could just say Ian Kennedy, and then okay, yeah, all mystifying. We talked about it. Like, yeah, the thing with Ian Kennedy, and I think this is a fair question to bring up. Does Joe Girardi still think he's a starter? <laughs> does, he, does he think he it's might. 2011? That he's not, he's like, wait, is he, he's my closer? Um, yeah. Unreal. Well, that that and bringing Eniel and uh, 
Eniel in a one-run game in the sixth. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, Eniel's the new David Hale. Like, just just terrible. Um, but I mean, you're, this is kind of what we were hoping for from a Joe Girardi team was a team that was going to fight and was going to scratch and was going to claw. And you know, I, I think honestly, the the biggest credit where credits due is is Torres. I mean, I I was mystified and furious that Torres made this roster because like, oh, there's Girardi picking his guys because he's a quote-unquote baseball player. Those don't matter. Um, well, they do. And <laughs> and I just, you know, I I, I think we're starting to see – because I, I don't know what like, – Segura, I think, is a fight player, you know, because his, his at-bats, if I was a teammate, I would be inspired by just because, you know, it seems like if he gets down 1-2, he gets it to 3-2 most of the time. Um, but, you know, it, it feels like maybe we're starting to see – the Joe Girardi fingerprints on this team that are, that are, this is, this is why the 06 Marlins with a $22 million payroll were, you know, almost 500. Um, why these 2017 Yankees with absolutely no talent were one win from the world series. Like maybe we're finally starting to see that. And I, I mean, I hope so again, we want Joe Girardi to work because, because we are big Girardi guys. Um, and I just I, I kind of feel like it's time to to give him some credit for this turnaround and and getting these guys to to buy in and fight on the road. I mean, this is the best they've looked on the road, James, in the entire in the entirety of this podcast. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, they're, without a doubt, they swept a four game road series. Going I mean, up, going up to Boston, taking two or three from that team. Like, yeah, like yeah. even I know the the Pirates series is whatever, but being able to bounce back and take a game fifteen to two on that Sunday and be like mad. That you lost the first four. Don't forget the Ian Kennedy. Oh, home run. sorry. Yes, <laughs> yes, Ian Kennedy. He fit right in very quickly. But you know, I I just hope that we're starting to really really see the real Girardi, and I I kind of get the sense that we are. Yeah. No. I look again. We're, if we're gonna kill him for the bullpen stuff, which again I do think he, I, I look. I get it. The fact that he has to put Eniel De Los Santos or Matt Moore, or you know, uh, any of these guys like uh, J.D. Hammer, like the fact that these are guys he has to go to in games because he just doesn't have enough guys that you can count on. And even Alvarado, even guys like he's supposed to be able to count on, like that we have no faith in whatsoever. I mean, I get it. I get that it's not the easiest ask and that there are going to be certain situations where you're going to have to go to a guy who probably shouldn't be gone to in that high leverage spot or whatever you want to say. But I just. The, some of the decisions when with guys being like not available for some reason or just a decision when someone is available to go to someone over someone else or again, Ian Kennedy in a 15 to two game instead of a tie game the night before. And then Ian Kennedy again in a in a nine to five game to throw one pitch or two pitches. I mean, I just I, my biggest concern because I'm look, I'm in. I, I honestly, Jack, this is the get ready. Uh-oh. This is the first time we have recorded a podcast all season long, all season long, where I actually think they're going to win the division. Wow. Like, I'm there. I think the Phillies are going to win the division. I think they're the best team in the division. I really do. And I, I think that the schedule, all that, like, I think they're going to win the division. But my biggest concern is the combination of the talent in the bullpen and Girardi's managing of that talent. Like, that's my, my number one worry. I think the offense, as we've talked about, is like, getting there man and really right now hot and and again feels like they can win any game and and the starting staff especially if even though we don't like the move like ranger you know if he can be a, a five inning guy for you and be as effective as he looked the other night which you know he probably won't be quite that effective but 
you know, Ranger, I think, is okay. If you get Eflin back, like, I feel pretty good about the rotation. Yeah. You know, minus Nola, which we'll get to. But <laughs> my biggest concern would be that bullpen and Girardi's management of it. Yeah. And uh, now, I will say they, they, they've been running on fumes out there. And the Monday off day is going to be massive for this team because they need it. I mean, these guys are, yeah, like Alvarado's being, Alvarado to one through three. It's been like 20 straight games. or something. I think there might have been a rain out in there, but it was 20 straight scheduled games. Yeah, and, and I mean, he still hasn't figured out Ian Kennedy or whatever. But, you know, I mean, Archie stepped up. He went three straight days, which I didn't know was allowed in modern baseball. Yeah, um, apparently you saw that he, like, forced Rory to do it, right? He was like, ride me, dude. Like, I'm ready. Like, pitch me three days in a row. Well, he was. He, was, he said to him, uh, at least I would have said to him, I threw one pitch, man. Like, yeah. I, I can come well, back. It's also, like, I get, like, early in the season, coming off a short year last year or whatever, however you want to see how that affects. Like, I get, like, not riding guys early in the season to get their feet wet, but, like, we're there, Joe. Like, now's the point where you ride your guys. We got like, a division to win, Joe. It's, it's go time. We got baby. a division to win. It's time, Joe. It's okay. It's okay. Their arms aren't going to fall off. Archie Bradley's been pitching the league for like 100 years. Oh. Ian Kennedy. Yeah, Ian Kennedy's still a starter, I think. Um, yeah, the bullpen's down. But here's the thing. Like, they've been doing a pretty good job. Like, I think Eniel's yeah. terrible. Like, but... But can I, can, Hammer, right. I know he got in a jam, no, but he hasn't given up a run yet. He's no been, shot. He's been he had not many nope. high leverage spots, nope. but he's been all right. No, he's terrible. But other yeah, than I mean, they're uh, all terrible, Jack. Not, Matt Moore's terrible. Don't mm, give me anything other than that. Mm, can I talk about Matt Moore? Yeah, real quick. If you, it, uh, honestly, like a real percentage. Wh- what? Like ninety-eight point five percent of Phillies fans thought Juan Soto was tying the game with a home run in that spot. 99%? Is it just 100%? Is there a single Phillies fan who actually thought Matt Moore was going to get Juan Soto out in that spot? I guess you can count me in that 1.5%. <laughs> Liar. I never Liar. Do- I never doubted him. <laughs> Liar. Never. Is, we never lie to that. Ne- well, exactly. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying right now. <laughs> I never doubted Matt Moore. Um, but in all seriousness, <laughs> Matt that wasn't serious. Okay, good. Matt yeah. Moore, ninety-six point four miles per hour on the gun, first time since twenty sixteen. Brandon Kinsler credited with fixing Matt Moore's mechanics, painting the corners. Brandon Kinsler, for pitching coach. What? Um, I mean, thank God, by the way. Bye, Brandon Kinsler. Oh, bye, 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 bye. Yeah, happy to have you as anything other than a pitcher. All I'm saying is that if he's throwing all, all I'm saying is this. If he's throwing 96 from the left side with the changeup cutter curveball combo off the 96, we might be we might have a bullpen ace. I mean, we might have something there. Oh is he gonna All right, is, let's let's just get your tweet. Let's is he gonna do it? Tweet. Is he gonna do it? I don't know. Yeah. But if he's doing that, uh-huh. I'm buying what Matt Moore's selling yet again. Yeah, you tweeted quote unquote. <laughs> I believe one very smart podcast host slash future marathon runner did yes. say this offseason that Matt Moore could be Pomerant out of the bed. And who would that be, James? Uh, yeah. You First of all, you go smart, very smart podcast host, little generous there. Yep. Future marathon runner. That's right. Incredibly generous, Mr. One Mile. We'll get to uh, that, too. Mile and a half. Yeah. Uh, you did say he could be Drew Pomeranz out of the pen. Maybe jumping a little quickly uh, to to crow here. Well, Maybe jumping on the the uh, celebration wagon a touch too soon, Jack. 
Well, I'm never one to jump the gun when no, it comes to... No, not your style. No, not me. I'm very cool, calm, and collected. You know that. <laughs> so, um, but, I, again, listen, I don't want to say I was right, but if he's 96 with the curve and changeup and the cutter, they have something there. They have something there. Can he do it? Probably not. But if he's legitimately throwing that hard, again, he could be a game changer. He, he went four innings last night. Four legit innings last night, and I didn't feel terrible about myself. That's a massive step forward. Yeah. It was the best Matt Moore we've seen. It was great. It doesn't mean I'm going to feel comfortable when he comes into a game again. But what if the first pitch is 96 again? Would you feel comfortable then? Uh, I'll start to feel more. Look, here's the thing. All right, All jokes aside... It's him and Jose Alvarado in the bullpen. Like, them moving Suarez the rotation, like, that's it. I mean, Bailey Falter, I guess, if he ever pitches again. Like, they're they're light, man. They're light on left-handed relievers. That is not what you would call a strong suit for this team. So, if Matt Moore can become, I'm not going to fritz here, and if he can become even serviceable out of the pen, that'd be massive. It would really be big for this team. Yeah, and last night was a good step in the right direction. I just, uh, honestly, I went into that outing feeling existential dread, and I left it thinking we might have something here. Yeah, well, existential dread, especially when he's facing Soto as the tying run in a 6-3 game. Yeah. And you doubted him. We all had existential dread. No. That was like the definition of existential dread. You had, you had that dread. I yeah. never doubt. Oh, I think you just I think you just sold yourself out there without even realizing it. No, that's what I do best. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. Well, since we just mentioned it real quick, um this running thing's a thing now. Huh? I know, I know. <laughs> I know. I tweeted it like, oh, this could be funny. And three days later I gotta run freaking another mile and a half tomorrow without stopping. Uh, it's, it's pretty great. I'm a big fan of, of you. <laughs> Like, I mean, we've seen this before, Harper Land. I mean, there are many examples of this where you you go down a road thinking it'll be one thing, and then it becomes so much more than you ever expected it to be. It's great. The be- And this is just yet another example of, of things that I hate turning into something that I have to do. Like, dude, I hate I hated running. <laughs> like, absolutely hated it. Um, and I started doing it. I started running, honestly, because, um, like, I had, such, I had like foggy brain or whatever. And I think it was from inactivity. Like I just felt like I wasn't doing, like I only started running because I wanted to do my job better. And now it's like, well, now I got to save the season. Like now I got to will the Phillies to the playoffs. So it's just, it's just a lot of pressure on these runs. And yeah. Like, it's tough of them to put that on you, man. I mean, it's asking a lot of you. I know. And After I, all you've given them. I know. And I was laying there, I was laying there this morning and I was saying to myself, Boy, I really don't want to run this morning at all. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to move. I'm very tired. And then I thought to myself, but the fills are hot. And I got I just gotta do it for him. I didn't said, even, my my boys need me. I didn't even bring headphones. It was just me and my what? thoughts. Yeah. What are you a psychopath? <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> what? Maniac runs that headphones. Well, in. when the weight of the when the weight of a franchise oh, and, it's the, a great point. and a fan yeah. base is on you. It's too much. You yeah. wouldn't be able to focus on whatever you're listening to. Exactly. Right? It's exactly you wouldn't right. even you wouldn't even be singing along with Mayor if you were, you know, at right. Demons and you just being I get it. Yeah. I couldn't I get, get distracted it. by Angela. I had to uh it's fair. Yeah, I had it's to block fair. it out and just think about 
then just I had to think about keep moving forward. Yeah, uh, too important. It's too important. And honestly, like the the biggest dilemma I have, James, is two things. One, if they win tomorrow, because I'm gonna run tomorrow morning because I run during the week because that's when I work. But that means I might have to run on Saturday, and I told myself I don't run on the weekends. Well, now I'm gonna have to run on the weekends, and then I mean, I might have to. I mean, you have to. I this is, I mean, this is pot committed, buddy. Sunk cost. I know. You just gotta, you gotta roll with this. And the other thing I'm worried about is next Wednesday is when I have to run the mile for the show, and I mapped it out today. Oh, so you'd have to do the double mile. That's a mile and a half, pal. (laughs) It's a mile and a half in the morning, pal. This is this isn't this isn't jokester time. That, okay, so the good thing is is if that happens, uh, they will have swept the Mets, have won by that point ten in a row. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you're probably not gonna have to worry about that one. Let's. I'm not saying I hope the Phils lose. <laughs> but not not saying. I'm just kidding. I I will run no matter what. But you it's you're just... too committed. I will say though. Um, and you've got multiple things going here. I don't know which is whatever. The, there's this whole shirt thing going to, which that's fine. I think the running thing is is way better. Like the running thing's just way better. But you can't put hashtag the shirt. Like why? No. Why? No. Sound like a horror just, film. It's just. I don't know. Well, it's well, not. Well, it's not cool. The shirt hashtag the shirt's not cool. <laughs> Hashtag the, so. hash, hashtag the lucky granted, shirt. Granted, granted, the old man is saying what's cool here. So, you know, who knows? Well, James, like I always say, life's a bit. And <laughs> I do you do. Honestly, that is what he always says. Like, he really says that. Like, every day to me, in some form or another, that is like the most jack for a sentence I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, my foot on a shirt. Um, yeah, you should. You should. But, dude, I. Sw- Honestly, if you were a tattoo guy, you should get it tattooed, but we're not tattoo guys. Mm hmm. So. I, I am not. Um, honestly, James, can I explain to you all of my superstitions at the moment? <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm a little nervous. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, because all right. So I, as I've previously stated many times, um, about real quick, real quick. Yes. My Philly superstitions right now, zero. Go ahead. Yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry to be you. Um, <laughs> but a lot easier, buddy. I'm not waking up and running on a Sunday. Oh, I cursed. Wow. <laughs> Dropping drop an F-bomb over over some bits. Wow. Wow. Hate to see that. Um, oh, buddy. Um, it. You'll bleep I it. Got I got it. I got it. I know. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, too bad. Everyone's missing out. Yeah. I got a lot of a lot of superstitions going on right now. Like, as, as we've all talked about in the past, I had my seat in 08 that I sat in for every single playoff game. I found it. And once I found it, I didn't leave it. Um, I found that my spot in 09 obviously didn't end the way that I wanted it to. I made the mistake of going to a Halloween party the night that Cole Hamels got rocked, and that was a mistake because I left my spot. Everyone knows that. And then I found my spot during the Eagle season in 2017 where I stood in the same spot the entire season, and they won the Super Bowl. Well, what I have going on right now, James, is a lot. So I got the running in the morning. <sighs> And then when I get home, what I've found is that I sit outside, um, but rather than just sitting outside with my laptop watching, I have Fransky and Franz and Slash LA on Alexa, which I bring outside to, to watch it with. So um, they, they accompany me along the game. Um, the Phillies are usually leading or in the process of coming back after the seventh. I can't watch the eighth and ninth 
outside. I have to go watch that inside because mm-hmm. because I just it, the the mojo doesn't work out there. Like it's too like <laughs> too tight of a game. It gets too intense to be sitting outside. I need to be sitting in my in my TV room. So I'm now sitting on the right couch in my living room. The left couch oh, is bad you. luck. Um, and by that point, the shirt is on. Um, I would like to personally take a lot of responsibility for earlier the season. I thought my Macho Row uh, shirt was lucky, but that that shirt alone cost the Phillies at least ten games. I, I wore it to games I produced here. My record producing is just dreadful. Um, but I wore the shirt today. I wear the shirt at at home, and now I've found my routine, and I feel pretty good about it. It's so much work, buddy. Dude, honestly, if I ha- oh, and I reverse jinx everything on Twitter. If oh, I- we know everybody knows, buddy. Everybody knows. If I have to, if I have to ruin my Twitter reputation to get the Phillies division title, I will do it. But like oh, we know between we know. between having to run to reverse jinx this team, the shirt, the post game videos. Name someone else that's putting as much work in. I mean, you ruined Jacob Degrom's career. I did. Oh, and I forgot. One. I forgot about yeah. the password. Yeah. Acuna, Acuna. Acuna. Before that, I mean, you're like the harbinger of doom for non-Phillies. Oh, it's not good. But I found it. That's the important part, James. Is that I finally am, have gotten in my routine just in time for the stretch run. Yes, I would say there's a method to the madness, but. You're not sure I there think, is. I think it's just madness, but I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Whatever works, buddy. Whatever works. Five in a row, buddy. Whatever works. Yeah. Hashtag run, Fritz, run. Hashtag. I do love the running thing. Honestly, very in on the running thing. Yeah, it's great. Good. Super. It's good. Yeah. The one you hate the most. I, I like mean, I do most. run regardless, but I don't usually run my mile. Much, on- much easier to throw a shirt on than to run a mile and a half in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and it's without stopping, too, because I, I had long been a stop-and-go guy, but now oh, I'm yeah. just powering through for the fills. Yeah, that's part of the key, right? It's the right. it's the amount of not stopping. That is like a part of the deal. Yes. Which adds pressure. I mean, you can't stop. Runs runs for the run. <laughs> How's that? that means what, I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> There was something that occurred the other night that I can't bring up on this podcast, but it involved. Oh a... no! And, and when you thought of it because of that, yes, I think it, we can, I, it we was... all assume yes. the direction this headed. Let's just say I did not watch the ninth inning in oh, front no. of my TV. I brought my laptop somewhere else. Oh no! <laughs> had the camera of you. Hashtag runs for runs. <laughs> Let the Bills get out. I don't, dude. Some AAA teams did. <laughs> oh, buddy. All right. What else you got? That's all I got. Nolan. <laughs> There's no. There's no. What the, what's the deal with Nolan? Dude, I don't know. I'm, I'm Should so, we not even talk about Nolan? Let's not I, even talk yeah. about Nolan. Let's just. Let me just say one thing about Nolan. You know what he needs? A shot in the arm. He could really use a shot in the arm. Um. By the way, in Pittsburgh at PNC, did I tell the pod that we were chanting "Get the shot" really? by Nola? Wow. Oh yeah. Uh, the bachelor party, we were all chanting. When Nola would come up to bat, because we were behind him plate, we had chanted, get the shot, get the shot. Oh, nice. I'm sure I'm sure that went over well. Uh, with some it did, with some it uh, didn't go over as well. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some yeah. looks. Some look for hats. Yeah. Well, honestly, my only thing I got to say about Nola is that I'm just, I'm genuinely mad at him. Like, I'm mad at him. It's not even like I'm disappointed anymore. I'm just straight up mad at him. 
Um, and today was another example of that. Uh, I think uh, I think Didi's playing much better. Like I thought the, the the play he made today was unbelievable. The defensive the one play. from the knees. Oh, that was that was. Ter- I mean, great... granted, the the play in the ninth was equally as awful. But well, but that, that was that, that was a that messed up play though. I mean, the play in the ninth was a messed up play. And I think I think yeah. Ree should have scooped it, but yeah, he shouldn't have thrown it. But well, regardless, Re- I get it. Didi has a habit of not throwing, <laughs> of I making know. the wrong. But the, you're right. The the play at the plate that that was, that was a pretty amazing play. Yeah, I mean it was the best. It was the best throw to home uh, by a middle infielder in Phillies history. But um, <laughs> love that. Like, um, uh, but even the night before, the night before, I thought he made a really good play late. Um, so that was good to see. And and and, and to your point, not just on that throw, but in general, the arm has looked, um, you know, like there's more zip on the ball yeah. lately, which is and I obviously think, huge. I think he's consistently barreling up the baseball a little bit better recently. It's almost like they traded for a shortstop and he said, oh crap. <laughs> so it's good to see. It's good to see. Uh, Ronnie Torres, I know we brought him up earlier, but like favorite role player of all like the great uh, Phillies role players ever. Uh, I just love him, dude. I love him so much. I love everything about him. I love when he wears the Homer hat. Uh, uh, me too. I just love how like I love his stance. I love his swing. I, lo- I love everything. I love everything about him. Like he just seems like the kind of guy who's literally smiling 24 hours a day. Like he sleeps with a smile on. I love him. He's the guy that every winning team needs, and that's that's like a very big totally. compliment. So he's a winning player. Yes, um, James. Next June third, Mike Trout returns, and I for one cannot wait to let out a nice hearty boo um, when the Phillies are very far ahead in first place and the Angels are terrible again, and he can just remember. That he turned his back on our city, and he's oh, not—he's yeah. not a true Philly guy. And Merciless I ho- booze. I want like, I want to go and I want to bring a crew of people who I want to like vet people to find out if they're willing to boo for nine innings at Mike Trout <laughs> because that's the type of experience that I want Mike Trout to have personally. Yes, yes. Oh, Mikey. Um, I can't believe the Nationals are still doing Baby Shark. Like, come on, really. It's the lamest thing ever. That franchise is a joke. I can't believe they won a freaking World Series. It's embarrassing. Um, the, the Phillies turning Carter Keboom into a player during week was annoying because Carter Keboom is terrible. Um, like Honestly, the Nationals winning a World Series is such a joke. And the Baby Shark is just the ultimate embarrassing thing that I can't believe that franchise still does. So I thought it was cool in the moment, the first time they did it. When, when they it were in the World started. Series, yeah. yeah, and and the World Series and stuff. But but I agree, you got to stop now. It's over. It's a one. It's a one season thing. Also, Para stinks anyway. Well, that that yes, that too. Um, and uh, my final thing is that this is the most important weekend of my life, and I can't wait for it. <laughs> Luckily, Jill doesn't listen to this podcast. We'll just go Especially with that, not right? fifty-one minutes into it. No. 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 No, uh, all right. One other thing for me, and it's and it's a question for you. Okay. Uh, speaking of this weekend, like you kind of were yelling about it before we didn't really go. They, we had so many people tweet about this. Like, how's it coming out? What's the dilemma? Like, how are you solving the Sunday holiday dilemma? Like, what is the decision? I'm assuming by now you've made a decision. Mm. What are you doing? I haven't made a decision. I was going to go home. What? Like, I know. Are you serious? Yeah, I know. 
I know. I know. I, I you're really pulling. So, I, what did Jill say? Did you talk to Jill? Yeah, she's not. She's not pumped. She's. <laughs> I thought she might be more pumped, but turns out she wasn't pumped. Um, not as excited for you to go to the game as you no, hoped she would. No, be not even like she wasn't game. even like a super big fan of the three innings and leave thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. So. Uh, so she just wants you like home all day. Yeah, because there's like a light chance that it might like the festivities might start around one. Ugh. Oh, oh, so that's even yeah, like, it might have oh. yeah, gotten pumped. It might have gotten bumped up. So, I mean, Wheeler's pitching. You told her that, right? I don't really, I honestly don't care who's pitching. Like, I just wanted to go see Doc. So, or go see Doc. I know, I know, but I'm talking, I was talking if, if that's clearly out, I'm I talking know. about watching the baseball game, Jack. Oh, it's even worse because, like, because every time I go over to their house, uh, I find a way to sneak down into the basement and watch by myself. And they always figure it out when they haven't seen me in like a half hour. And then uh, my niece comes down and she like takes the remote and, you know, hides it. So uh, and she's like, you know, she calls me Funny Jack. So she's like, uh, Funny Jack, like, you know, I, I have to go upstairs. So it's a dreadful mm-hmm. scenario, especially with the pills yeah. being hot. This so. is not good. Buddy. Dude, I thought this about it a lot. And I don't want to yeah, think get, about you gotta it figure anymore. This one out. Uh, I'm a big fan of the, the one earbud in. Scott and Kevin or Scott yeah, and Larry. Yeah, but dude, that, I, that, I, I can't watch. I can't, if yeah. I have to. I mean, these games you have to watch I know. and figure it out. I know, I, mean, I know. Just pull the It's My Job, man. Do you know how many things that I have not done with Emily? Because honestly, like not to get out of it, I literally was like, I have to watch this. It's my job. It's your job. It's my job. I know. But also... Pull the trump card. The, the, it's my job. Like I, know. I don't have a choice. Like I have to talk about this on the radio tomorrow. I have to talk about this on my podcast tomorrow. Like... I got to watch, you know? Yeah, I know. But also, uh, it's just, it's tough. It's a tough situation. So I'll, I'll, I'll update people. I'll update people as the weekend goes on. But just, just know, dying to know, just know I really want to be there. (laughs) I, yeah, I don't, I don't think a single person is doubting that, Jack. All right. You got any final thoughts? I don't. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I, I, (laughs) if there, if there's not, I'm going to be so sad if there's not at least 35,000 people there. Yeah. And, and, and at least, like I know there's gonna be some, but like no more than like a quarter Mets fans, like right. less if possible. But like n- we're not talking fifty fifty or like it cannot be sixty forty. Like show up, yeah, show up. I mean players are tweeting about it. Like Art, he must not be named because he didn't come on our podcast. Right. Just tweeted, can't wait to see what the uh, CBP's like. You know, like the players are are saying like they're talking and saying, come watch us play, please. We're good. Like come watch them play. Yep. And I just if 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 any of them want to join in on the running, I will gladly let them join <laughs> oh, in. Yes, that's that's I'm sure that's what they're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is? It's it's to help take the burden off just your back, right? Thank like, you. Like yes, you're carrying quite the burden right now. Like help a brother out. Yeah, right? you're not lying. You're not lying. You know how much pressure there is on me. Ugh. Can I go home? Uh, yeah, beat the Mets. Uh, let's go. Thanks for it themselves. We'll see you later.